Me too. Movies rot your brain. Good. WB2045.com Oh yeah! In the year 2004, the world was spared from being given another mediocre piece of shit superhero movie from New Line Cinemas. Actually, maybe I shouldn't blame them. I'm not sure if they ever did any others. But either way, we dodged a bullet when Iron Man was canned. The man in the can was canned. Uh, we tried to read it. We did a pretty much 40 pages of a 120-page script. So, fuck that. We're giving up. And instead, we just read the rest of it so that we can discuss it here for you people. Because this movie never should have seen the light of day. We never should have started reading it. And so it's our problem. Let's bury this shit on Studio Rejects. That's right. I'm an Iron Man. Oh, welcome to Studio Rejects. My name is Will. My name is Bobby. Ah, oh, here we go, I'm a go, machine. Bobby is a machine. He's the only man in the can that I'm aware of. Don't you understand? Because I'm going to pretend that I never read this script. And instead, I'm just going to picture Bobby the way that I prefer to picture him, covered in pieces of aluminum foil, calling himself Iron Man while he drunkenly dances around. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> now, uh, Bob, you did not have a chance to, to read this script. Um, I'm glad I did not have a chance to. Uh, it's not, it's not good. It was, um, Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, well, I finished it, and it, I, honestly, it, it was kind of confusing because it was so bland. Like, I don't know, I don't know much about script writing. I, I especially don't know much about writing film scripts, but I generally have in mind the idea that you're supposed to have acts. You're supposed to have some sort of an arc. There's usually, you know... A first act where uh, conflicts are set up. A uh, second act where the conflict is, you know, in full force. Third act, yeah. the conflict is resolved, right? Sure. So, to recap the movie as we uh, uh, read it in parts one and two, uh, Tony Stark tries to go to outer space in a one-man, uh, like, little uh, rocket ship thing. That fails. Uh, his dad's a, a bit of a bonehead, a bit of a dill hole. Uh, oh, they yeah, don't... I know that. Uh, you know I can spot a dill hole from a mile away. Bob, I know, because you diagnosed my dill hole over Skype. But what? they don't get along at all. What did I uh, do for you? To... What? I diagnosed it? Yeah, you you told me I had one. <laughs> That's a diagnose? More because you spotted it. Oh, okay. Um, I knew I could spot it a mile away. Tony Stark tries to date a woman named Bethany... Uh, he accuses pretty much everybody he knows of uh, stabbing him in the back, including uh, James Rhodes. And then nothing really happens for a while. It's just Tony Stark acting like a complete loser all the time, making annoying jokes until one day he's driving a Ferrari and a confusing robot car tries to kill him. Yeah, I read that whole thing and I still have no idea what that was. <sighs> I, I couldn't even picture it. I, it was like a like a fucking... Robot that can break apart into multiple little smaller I, no, I robots. I think it was just a shitty car that broke and then turned into two shitty hovering motorcycles. I guess. I don't know. But either way, that was the attack that then injured Tony Stark in uh, such a way that he had to build an apparatus to keep himself alive. So in the first that's 40 such, pages... so stupid. Like, why would that make you want to become Iron Man? I don't... No. That's I, it, the dumbest thing. It's also annoying because in 40 pages, 40 minutes of a movie, they accomplished what, like, the first 15, 20 minutes of the Iron Man that we got accomplished. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and they, I mean, the whole, the whole chase scene, like, yeah. the motorcycles have guns, right? Yes. And they're, like, I just don't understand how that, the guns didn't just tear everything apart. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I you mean, know, I guess it's like a normal gun. If you're shooting a gun at a car, there's a lot of internal components that the bullets will get stuck on. You can miss very easily. But this was like a robotic turret that was firing like balls of light that were just tearing through, shredding everything they touched. 
Yeah, right? but I mean, to be fair, I mean, like, how many action movies exist out there where, you know, the hero's being shot at by a zillion bullets and not a single one hits them? Well, like, sure, but I, I mean, like, why not make it a little realistic? Um, right? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, I think that it was a clumsy thing to do just in general. And honestly, it doesn't make sense as the story continues because what I read today to finish the rest uh-huh. of the script just made it like kind of like confusing and, and like I anticipate um so I I did not read the script as we already said but I anticipate it's being revealed that his, Tony Stark's dad got the motorcycles to chase him right Yes exactly right so Howard Stark is the bad him? guy Uh well I that don't That doesn't make any sense You know I'm not sure so Why would you just make the uh, the hammer the bad guy the bad uh, guy well, I mean, Hammer is also the bad guy because he's working for Howard Stark, of course. But uh, I've I've got some um, I I saved some parts of the script that I wanted to read to you because they were particularly confusing. So okay. um, after <laughs> after Tony Stark is attacked by all of those uh, like choo choo motorcycle parts, he uh, hides in a like Taco house. Bell. He hides in a little Taco Bell that his mom used to own, and that's where he builds. Parts of the Iron Taco Man? Bell dog. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got a little buddy in this one. They wanted to get the kids in, so they brought like a little Taco Bell dog in. Chalupa. But um, he goes there and he builds a bunch of machines that are supposed to keep him alive, and so that includes a chest plate thing, of course, like like you know what we saw in Iron Man. Okay. Um, are you just hitting pots and pans over there? No, but I am hitting stuff. Are you building your own Iron Man suit by chance? <laughs> yes, I could be. All right. So Tony Stark, uh, because at some point, I, f- I forget how already because it's so convoluted. He finds out that his father is the bad guy. Uh-huh. And so he goes to Stark Mansion where his dad is just sitting around hanging out with some like suits of armor. And um, <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, no, I see what it is. It's not that he he knew that Howard Stark was behind it. He's going to confront his father, about Justin Hammer having betrayed him. Oh, okay. And at one point, they're having, like, a pretty civil conversation, Uh as far as I could tell. I I had no idea that things were about to turn into an argument or a fight of any kind. (laughs) Tony Stark goes, did he, about about Justin Hammer, he goes, did he pressure you to steal technology from me? I'm glad that you're still doing the voice, too. Yeah, and then Howard Stark goes, no, no. I pressured him. <laughs> I pressured him. And Tony goes, why? And then all of a sudden, in all caps and italics, Howard Stark goes, because you kept it from me. How dare you, boy, use your gifts born of my line to develop advanced technology? And then and then to take, to keep, take steps to keep those advancements from me? Justin was right. You know, you know he was right about everything he said about you. Justin was right. You know, my money funded you, founded you. It built you. And then out of nowhere, that was already out of nowhere. Yeah. Tony now goes, Dad, someday you're going to have to forgive me for mom's death. What? Howard is taken aback by this new tack. He looks down. I, I, I don't even know what the fuck is going on at this point. They then spend, from this moment on, they spend about <laughs> 20 pages trying to explain <laughs> like the the weird intricacies of this small interaction uh-huh. they get into this like long overwrought backstory about how tony's mom <laughs> this is so fucking stupid so tony's mom <laughs> owned a taco bell in the catskills as we yeah, already mentioned as we already know just a little hideaway where she could go to relax and have a chalupa um gordito she- hey you're wrong by the way gordito is not a cake that's what it said on Wikipedia. It said it was a little teeny, like, crusty cake. No, it did not. I yes, looked it, it up. Did. It does not mention that at all. Well, to be fair, I think most things are little cakes. <laughs> yeah, I th- I don't even think you looked that up. I did look it up. I think you were in the room. How did you just misread it then? I think it said pastry. Maybe that's it why. It did not. I'm looking it up right now. Chalupa? Is that what we were talking about? Gordita. Lupas? Gordito? Gordita. Gorditissimo. Gordito is what it's called if it's a boy. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, it's not even on Wikipedia. 
Gordito. It must have been Chalupa. Look up Gordita. Gore. Oh, wait a minute. I think I did look. I think I accidentally did Google Gordito. Yeah, you just said it. Bill, what are you doing? Look, Gordita. A Gordita in Mexican cuisine is a small cake made with masa and stuffed with cheese, meat, or other fillings. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 like naan. It's not like a cake. You dill hole. It is like a cake. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like a little fucking. It looks like a Mexican calzone. Yeah, that's not a cake. Big Stein wants a big calzone. <laughs> uh, so I will also argue that non is not like a calzone either. So your one comparative is goddamn wrong. Non is so close no, to it's a not. gordita. I'm no. not saying it's like a calzone. You said it's like a calzone. I distinctly I'm heard saying you say you cake. wanted a calzone. I'm saying, you, no, because when you say cake, you're imagining a goddamn birthday cake. I know that's what you're imagining. No, That's I'm not imagining it. somebody putting no. a candle you in this told... meat pie. <laughs> I was out back eating a meat pie. And he comes <laughs> up yelling about nothing. No, All I'm right, looking let's at the picture of it right now. I swear to God, it looks like right, a, it's not like a, a cake. Mexican calzone. It, it looks like a falafel sandwich, in, but instead you put a bunch of Mexican stuff in it. Correct. So yes, listen. that's correct. Do you know what naan is? Naan is just a type of bread. Yeah, I know. So is the fucking gord- gord- cake gordita thing. No, a cake gordita thing has stuff inside of it. Naan yeah, I know. Is you the can bread put itself. stuff inside naan. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The texture of the bread is, Bill. Oh, Are you out sick. of your mind? You're a sick son Are of you a insane? Bitch. I'm going to start you... putting my Iron Man suit together. You are a sicko. You are a one sick puppy. I'll tell you that, boy. <laughs> You're an animal. All right, what happens to Howard Anyway. Stern? Wait, yeah, so, so their mom owns a Taco Bell. Their mom owns a little Taco Bell in upstate New York, and there's a lake nearby it. And so Tony Stark, as a child, always wanted to drive a speedboat they had. One day, Howard Stark was asleep, you know, probably on like a one of the back counters of the Taco Bell or something, while his <laughs> wife and Tony were outside playing on the boat. Tony asked his mom if he could drive the boat, and his mom said yes. Tony immediately well, really flipped idea, the huh? boat four times, um, which sounds, uh, sounds implausible. It, yeah, four times he flipped the boat, killing his mom. He later woke up in the hospital. His mom died. And uh, from that day on, Howard Stark always blamed his son for his wife's death. So now Tony, for some reason, his he thinks, this is the weird thing, he thinks that um, he thinks this be- is all about that. Yeah, and um, so that's why he thinks that his father's trying to kill him. It's asinine, and then he confronts his father, and it's he it, and he was right. <laughs> so, <laughs> his like asinine, insecure, deluded, yeah. you know, paranoia is actually correct. Nonsense. Did you ever see? I think you did the movie Mystery Team mystery team yeah it's from the guys the Derek comedy guys uh Donald oh Glover, i saw that yeah dc pearson there was uh in the beginning of the movie one like pretty much the cold open is that like a, I, i'm making part of this up but the the main thrust of it is right it's like you know someone's dog has gone missing and they blame old mr peterson the the terrifying old man from up the road and they go to yeah. confront him and it turns out that he's a man on his deathbed like Hooked up to like an iron lung, pretty much. There's no way he could have done it. And his and like his wife is like, "Boys, will you please leave him alone? He couldn't have done it." And they're like, "But he's the creepy old man on the street." <laughs> I always thought that the movie should have ended with uh, the the plot that they're really investigating once they get into the main mystery. Is that that guy did it. <laughs> yeah, the solution should have been that old Mister Peterson was the criminal <laughs> mastermind behind it, and then he should have given some long speech about how he's been pretending to be hooked up to an iron lung the whole time. Because it would be so stupid, and so, you know, it would be the last thing you'd expect, because it's right. kind of the first thing you'd expect, <laughs> you know? Right. And I th- that's exactly what happens in this Iron Man movie. Tony Stark is a little baby, and he goes to confront his father about something childish, and it turns out that his father is actually that childish. That makes, I mean, does so, he ever put on the Iron Man suit? Yes. So this is this is weird too. This is one of the things I almost almost like about the script and that uh does pretty much end up in the Iron Man movie we got. 
Tony Stark from this moment on because Howard Stark ends up shooting a fucking like cannon at Tony or something stupid. Okay. And the iron chest plate protects Tony. He and Rhodey go about trying to build the first Iron Man suit, the first like real red and gold Iron Man suit. And uh, they're testing it. So like at one point. Oh, yeah, I can fly. Oh, yeah, that's right. At one point, Tony is wearing the suit and Rhodey is pretty much Jarvis, where he's like the voice in Tony's ear being like, no, Tony, you're like jet boosters are only at 20 percent now. You don't have enough power to do that. And uh, they're like flying around outside. Uh, Rhodey is driving a car. Tony is flying beside him. And then at one point, he just grabs onto the car and starts lifting it up. And Rhodey is like, you idiot, put me down. You're going to we're just doing tests right now. Relax. And then they get word over some sort of an intercom thing of some sort that Howard Stark and Justin Hammer have kidnapped Bethany. So Tony Stark, without saying another word, drops the car back onto the road and blasts his ass off to uh, one of the Stark realities buildings or whatever his father owns. Okay. To take them on. And I like, so now he's fighting through like hordes of these like personalized security guards and stuff while Rhodey is in his ear being like, you don't have enough power to do this. We're not even done testing this thing. And Tony's like, well, then I guess this is the test, huh? That I kind of like. That I, I genuinely like that. think is cool. That, But it is... just sucks that, like, I like the idea that he's at limited power and stuff like that. Yes. Um, which is, I mean, they in, like, the second or third movie, they got around that by saying, like, or I think the third one, he used, like, an old suit for most of it. Or, like, a, uh, an experimental suit that he didn't know if worked yet, you know? Right, yeah. Um, but it just sucks that it takes that long to get him into the suit. Uh, it takes way, way, way too yeah. long. Like, in, in the Daredevil series, he doesn't don the costume yeah. until, like, the last episode. Until probably the last, like, five to ten minutes of the last episode. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but, Don, in that in that show, not many people realize this. Don does not put on the costume for a long time. Okay, Bill. <laughs> Don Draper makes a Coca-Cola machine with a couple of scraps. Um, Don Devil. No, yeah, but the Dream Devil doesn't wear the costume until the last, like, five, ten minutes. However, throughout the entirety of the series, he's hurting people and doing his superhero shit. Yeah, but he he's just doesn't doing have the costume things. on. This Tony sounds Stark like is, Tony Stark is just being a dick, and yeah. then finally he puts the costume on and then just blows people away for no reason. Yeah, he spends uh, half the movie being a sarcastic butthole with no superhero suit or any superhero aspirations. Yeah, and then he, he, like, no yeah. no want or need to stop, like, like uh, for him to mention, he does mention, like, no, we don't want military contracts, whatever, no arms deals, whatever. Yeah. But he's still just being a playboy billionaire. Yes. You know, he's not actually expressing a need to want to help people. No. And it's also weird. So, like, in the Iron Man that we got, he starts out as being a military weapons specialist, weapons yeah. contractor. And then he and sees then, all the harm it does. Yes. And so he has a character arc where then he becomes the no military contracts guy. Yeah. There's something, there's some amount of weight that's robbed in this movie by having him start out arbitrarily, seemingly. Just saying, no military contracts. Yeah, but then he doesn't. Act, he does. It doesn't show him actually trying to be altruistic in any other way. No, it just shows him trying to be, you know, the a suave idiot who flies people to the goddamn Eiffel Tower for dinner. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. It's, it's overdone. So uh, anyway, he fights through uh, all of these like armed guards to get to his father, and then he finally, Iron Man now is standing in front of Howard Stark, and here this is the script. This is what I'm reading. Give me one reason not to kill you. Howard takes in the armor. The brilliance of design. And then he says, Uh, you know, I am the man who made you. For a moment there is silence, but for the crackle of energy. But in the end, he's right. And then Iron Man pretty much just flies away. And then <laughs> he like, kind of sort of as he's floating away, he looks back at his father and goes, this is not over, and flies away. I am the man who made you. I, sure, but... I, maybe there's some context I need to give you for this as well. Howard Stark, as far as I can tell, does not know that Tony Stark is in the suit. <laughs> as far as I can tell, 
he thinks he's looking at a metal man. That's it. Yeah. I, could yeah. be a, could be an android. He's just looking at a robot. Uh, yeah. A robot. It, it's fucking confusing. It's just it's it's just too fucking stupid. Uh, but if that wasn't stupid enough, here's the plot. Here is what Howard Stark is up to. I, I, this this just blew my mind. Last week on the show, you and I tried to jump ahead so I could do my my amazing James Spader impression. Yeah. Which, by the way, I listened back to, and it sounds like my voice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It doesn't it sound just, like James Spader. It just sounds like I'm talking, but with a slight lisp. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Did you uh, think it was closer to James Spader? What's that? Do your James Spader impression again. Ah, uh, shit. Okay. Um. Uh. Uh. Fuck. <laughs> you're all puppets puppets on strings that's that's a little farther away from your voice it's sl- very slightly <laughs> very yeah. very slightly um but anyway so here's the plot of the movie howard howard stark and justin hammer have have a piece of technology it's a tracking chip okay uh, it's pretty much like a GPS chip. Now, is that like a potato chip? It's like a little teeny tiny, like toasty, uh, uh, toasty tortilla Totino's chip. <laughs> oh wow, that took a long time to say. <laughs> I know uh, they've got the patent on uh, toasty little toasto Tostino chips. Wow, Bill. So now, can have... I use this to like get a ham on rye? Yeah. You, oh, you can get a ham on rye. You can get a hash browns on rye. You can get a little <laughs> oh, wow, bit of, I can get a hash brown horsey on sauce rye. and ride the whip. Wow. Uh. So they've used these little chips, and they've implanted them in the president? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah? The... They put him in the president. Hello, Mr. President. <laughs> Hello, Mr. President? Yes, I would like an award. Uh, that's what Howard Stark is trying to pull off, that exact phone call. So he's trying to track the president with a GPS chip? No, he's trying... To make a new president because, here's the goal, he has a satellite up in Uter space, Oopy space. Okay. And using that satellite linked to the chip, he's going to fry the chip and kill the El Presidente. And then the vice president, who Howard Stark is friends with, never mentioned before now, becomes the president. And now he's in Howard Stark's back pocket. Why would you go about all the trouble to engineer an hyper-advanced microchip just so you can use a billion-dollar satellite to destroy said microchip? Well... Right? Why wouldn't you just, like, hire somebody to kill him or poison him or something? Sure. And why the fuck wouldn't any autopsy turn up that this chip fucking... Yeah sizzled out inside the president's chrome dome and if you're close him. enough to implant a chip in the president's brain well you no can just kill him i think that it was all done voluntarily i think the president was like yes please put this uh howard stark potato chip in my body because it's a safe tracking thing yeah but that's what a... i'm saying why not just have something go wrong during surgery um right i uh right yeah don't don't spend have, have the chip just be a dud have it be just a piece of plastic that doesn't I, do shit well i think it's because this script is a dud i think so so here's so tony stark learns this and i don't i don't remember how but it does involve tony stark kind of looking up and off in the distance and going oh my god my father's plan is to kill the president which God damn it. If, oh, if if there's any more laughable plot, yeah. You know, in the modern era than to be like, "Oh no, if he kills the president, he takes over the world." I you know, I don't know what plot yeah, is like, cornier. Why don't like if you're friends with the vice president, like everyone knows the way politics are run is money. Why don't you just offer the president all the money? That sure. you're offering the vice president. And yeah. He'll do what you say. Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah, that's fine. Like, it makes more sense to put people into Congress. Yeah. Instead of just having the president in your pocket. Why yeah. not put people into Congress to vote on things and to, and to pass sure. bills? I'll go even further than that. 
uh, if if you want to, if you are already friends with the vice presidente, why potentially bring in murder charges to get him to become the president when what you could do is uh, fund his run for president in the next election? Yeah. So that he he wins it, even if it's you know done using shady tactics like buying people's you know allegiance yeah, and votes. buying people's votes and shit. Uh, and then you're not a fucking murderer, and you can still do whatever the fuck you want. Even then, if you are Howard Stark, you own the company. Yeah. Um, in this world, there's no IBM, there's no Microsoft, there's no Intel. Yep. It's only Stark. You have monopolized technology, period. Yes. You are a multi-multi-billionaire. What else do you need? Do well, you, right? Yeah. Like, you can already do whatever you want. Why do you need to make it public that you're doing whatever you want? Well, his like plot... if you're going, you know what I mean. If you're yeah. going around and secretly trying to assassinate the president so you can do what you want, yeah. why don't you just secretly do what you want instead? He does have some dumbass, you know, speech at the end of the movie where he explains his master plot. But uh, before we get there, I want to read to you the moment where Tony Stark uh, realizes his father's plan. He's in the uh, the cellar of the Taco Bell in upstate New York that no one knows about. <laughs> He leans back. This is from the script. This is what it says. This is the moment that he realizes his father's plan. Tony leans back, putting a hand to his forehead. My father is going to kill the president. So he literally, almost literally. So that's it. Pulls a home alone and like puts his his hands on his cheeks and ah, my dad's going to kill the president. Wow. Bethany says, you don't know that. He goes, I do know it. Kill the president with an implant chimp. Chimp. A chimp. <laughs> an implant chimp. A planted chimp. <laughs> this should be easy enough to find the chimp in the CIA. <laughs> Install a chimp as president. It's perfect. Perfect <laughs> except for the treason. Men like my father don't get charged with treason. The chips are controlled by, uh, by direct satellite uplink. It's the only way I can stop them. Uh... Tony Stark is about to go to outer space to fight a satellite. Great. He flies up there. He tries to find the... It's weird. It, the, the, the synchronicity of, of him discovering the planet is amazing, too, because literally while he's in space touching the satellite, the president is giving a speech and clutches his chest and starts doubling over in pain. So Tony Stark punches his hand through the satellite and then the president immediately snaps right back up and continues with his speech as if there was a Never fucking mind. as if there Nothing was like happened. yeah as if there was like a fucking voodoo doll with a pin in it and then someone just pulled yeah. the pin out if the president starts like keeling over like he's going to die yeah and then it, oh no it just passed let's let's continue the press conference like no, the, the fucking Secret Service takes you out and you go to the hospital immediately. Well, in today's day and age of uh, weak beta males, yeah, but I think that you and I have already investigated uh, one of our presidents, old Teddy Roosevelt, who once got shot during a speech. Goddamn right. And kept talking for another, like, 11 minutes or something like that. Yeah, but, but did he have to? No, but but he was a no, goddamn yeah, man. Stupid. He was a fucking American. Yeah, he's dumb. Well... He's an idiot that got shot and decided to keep talking to a bunch of people that didn't give a fuck about him. That sounds like some uh, weak stock you got there, Bob. You're weak. You come from weak genes. Your name is Engelbert Humperdinck. God damn it. Um, so at one point, um, Bethany tries to call her husband, who I forgot existed. <laughs> uh, because also about 10 pages before she tries to call her husband, she kissed Tony Stark because he saved her. So that her husband oh, probably wouldn't have been too happy right. about that. But good news. He's dead. Uh, and Tony Stark goes, I'm sorry. She says, why did all of this have to happen? Tony responds, because my father was born with power. Oh, <laughs> what? How, wh what? What a so confusing way to try to. Tony Stark was born with power. Uh, that's her response. Didn't, didn't happen to him. But you were born with power, too, and you're not like that. Tony says, that's why I'm the one who has to stop him, no matter what it costs. She doesn't like it. That doesn't make sense. No. She didn't answer what she said. She doesn't like it, but she finds that she loves him, so she kisses him. He kisses what? her back. 
Literally less than one minute ago, she found out that her husband's been murdered. What? That scene starts with, Richard's dead. They killed him. And it ends with, she finds that she loves Tony, so she kisses him. What the fuck? Who the fuck wrote this? The fuck is going on? This well, asinine bullshit script. She also did forget script. her husband's name in one of the previous scenes, so it's not a big surprise that she's not in love with her husband. Yeah. How's Ricky doing? Who's Ricky? Oh! <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, my husband. Oh, yeah, I married him. <laughs> oh, right. We've been married for 20 years. Jesus Christ. So then Tony Stark goes to confront Papa. Oh, no. First, Tony Stark flies to the president's house. I forgot about this. He flies to the White House, talks to El Presidente, and goes like, don't worry, I don't mean to harm you. He takes off his metal head, and the president goes, Anthony! So it turns out that Tony Stark was friends with the president even before this Iron Man shit. Uh, He says that Howard Stark is the one that tried to kill the president, and then he flies off. The president immediately makes a phone call to have missiles fired at Howard Stark. Tony... It tries, doesn't work like that. No, he. but it happens. I'm, I swear to God, this happens. You can't just fire missiles no. at, at a guy. No, but it happens within minutes. The president just goes like, all right, well then fuck Howard Stark. Let's fucking blow him up. Tony Stark tries to outspeed, outfly the missiles. He, he destroys one of them, but can't stop the other. And Howard Stark's boat is uh, blown up. Uh, Tony Stark later shows up talking to Rhodes and Bethany saying that he killed his father. And they're like, no, you didn't. You tried to save him. He's like, oh, I just as good as did it. I may as well have done it. Oh, darn it. And they're like, you're a fucking idiot, Tony. Uh, Especially because it turns out Howard Stark was not on that boat, obviously. He discovered that Tony Stark was hiding out in that Taco Bell that his mom used to own. Oh. So he secretly, Howard, went there. And built, uh, evidently, a shitload of robots and sent them to Washington, D.C. So all of a sudden, the end of Avengers 2 occurs, where Tony is fighting a shitload of robots, uh, manages to fry all their circuitry somehow, and then realizes since his father is at that Taco Bell, he can go fight him there. Uh, and I hope everybody listening realizes that it's actually a house their mother owned. Yes, it's not a Taco it's Bell. It's not a Taco Bell. <laughs> so anyway, he goes Very to... Very important piece of information yes, that you may have missed. right. But he's trying to live moss, so he goes to Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, he, he goes into the house, and then pretty much... Uh, uh, this is so stupid. Um, Tony's dad pretty much built the iron monger suit and now it's the end of iron man like the one we got oh, okay where it's just a booming voice going like you did it tony show me what you're made of and then tony says this this is from the script okay my name is stark dad i'm made of iron what <laughs> My name is Stark, Dad. Tony pours on that last bit of speed, extending his palm forward, bursting with energy. Tony speaks, quiet and firm. I'm made of iron. What an asshole. The fuck does that mean? No, you're not. You're not. Why is that? Your dad's name is Stark as well. Everyone is named Stark in this room. Yeah, everybody's made of iron. It's Shut a up. yeah, it's a Stark owned franchise of Taco Bell. No fucking surprise. I, I I don't I don't get it. I don't fucking understand. Uh Tony start his uh, Iron Man suit starts like falling apart and shit while he's fighting his dad. So he's getting weaker and weaker as the fight goes on. Uh and then eventually uh his dad th- this doesn't make any fucking sense at all. The way that his dad loses the fight toilet is- malfunction yeah, the toilet malfunctions and he blows up. <laughs> wow, what what toilet malfunction? <laughs> um, actually, do you want me to find uh, one of the speeches where his dad is explaining his like fucking evil plan? I mean, I don't think it makes sense anyway. No, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, he says, "I knew you'd find me again, boy. You've always been brilliant." And Tony says, "But that wasn't enough, was it, Dad?" Once mom was dead. I, no, I love that woman. And, and your recklessness killed her. Now we're even. Even. 
You attacked your own country, put countless lives in jeopardy. For what? For what? Yeah, the president turned on me, boy. Tried to take my life. Despite my lifelong efforts to properly arm this country, well, after tonight, the masses will understand what kind of world they're living in. And people's lives mean nothing in comparison to this insane ideology. Ours do, Tony. That's what you've never understood. People like us have to run it all in the end. The end? Tell me, Dad. When does it end? For you, son, it ends now. Don't you see, boy? In all your childish ranting about the sanctity of human life, together we've developed a method of warfare with a 0% injury rate. Great. Nobody gets hurt. I'm going to do what your mother refused to do 30 years ago. And then he starts trying to fire bursts of light at him. Is he going to abort him? I, yeah, I guess, I guess 30 years ago his mom refused to get an abortion, which is a weird... That's a weird reference to make. Yeah, it's a fucking strange plot thread to just, you know, lightly pluck at the end. Like, it's fucking bizarre. And then they fight a little bit. It's stupid. Uh, and then uh, Tony Stark's dad, Howard Stark, starts trying to fire missiles at Tony. It's not working. Uh, Tony just starts, like, pounding on the suit, destroying pieces of vital technology until until finally Howard Stark holds up a trembling hand and says, Enough, please, stop. All my life, all my work, it isn't fair. Tony says, It isn't about fairness, Dad. It's about physics. Through bloody teeth, Howard Stark smiles. I suppose you're right. Uh, with that, oh, they're calling Iron Monger in this. They're calling him War Machine, which annoys me because that's a good guy name. Yeah. With that, War Machine shows his final trick. A huge missile unfolds from his back. The final weapon. No, Dad, no, you'll kill us both. Howard surveys the damage. The ruins of the Stark name. It's time, Anthony. It's time. Look what happens in our footsteps. Don't do it, Dad. I love you. And I love you, son, with all my heart. What? No, he doesn't. No, this is now about two minutes removed from when he was like, your mom didn't get that abortion 30 years ago, and I fucking I'm gonna hate you. I'm going to kill you. I fucking hate you. I hate your guts. I hate everything about you. That's why I wish you were dead. That's why I've been trying to kill you this entire fucking movie. He tries to fire the rocket. It gets stuck in the casing on his back, so he just blows up. He just explodes. Oh, uh, that's it. That's it's it. another fucking thing where... Tony Stark is completely removed from the solution. Yeah, it has nothing to do with fucking anything. It's just the only... It's another uh, exit to a, a, an action scene where it's just, oh, it's just a malfunction. Bye-bye. Yeah, they're too fucking chicken shit to have Tony do anything of any consequence. They don't yeah. want him to possibly be viewed as morally gray uh, or, or, you know, God forbid he do anything that's even morally, you know, unsound. Yeah. He can't kill the bad Very guy. Weird. The bad guy has to accidentally kill himself. Like it's it just it doesn't it doesn't ring true. It doesn't make sense. Like yeah. even in the Iron Man that we got, he doesn't really directly directly kill. I mean, he does. He does through his actions through saying, you know, fry the the roof and it'll kill him and maybe it'll kill me. He, I mean, he kills people in that movie. Yeah, oh oh for sure he does, but it's all done in kind of an off-screen kind of way, but you acknowledge that Not it happened. Really? He does it in front of There's a scene where there's like five or six guys holding with like women and children hostage and he targets them all and fires bullets into their faces and kills all of them. Yeah, I guess that blows yeah. up a guy, uh, blows up a tank, annihilating it. I guess, I guess that's true. The five guys right? I forgot about, but usually when he's fighting someone, it's like he'll fucking blow up like a car or a jet or that tank you mentioned, <laughs> which always gives. So obviously, there's a person manning that tank, but as a viewer, you don't really think about right. that. You think about him blowing up a, a vehicle. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. it's a way of having your cake and eating it too. He's violent and he's a killer, but it doesn't really feel like killing because it's a big, uh, you know, right. machine. And that's why they put so many robots in this movie. Exactly. And it, also robots he doesn't kill, robots that just explode in the woods. Right, exactly. It's just it's it's all bullshit. It's all so fucking like like nothing happened. No, nothing nothing of any consequence happens. No. Also, it is like we kind of predicted that whoever wrote this actually did not know the source material whatsoever. 
and is and I I even kind of made a joke last episode and said like I bet fucking Howard Stark is gonna be the villain in this yeah. for some reason yeah he's gonna instead of just being like an industrial an, an incredible engineer and businessman. You know, yeah. he might be a deadbeat dad and a bad father, but he's not going to fucking try and rule the world. Yeah. Well, and then also to nail it, to like put the nail in the coffin, they named, there was just like, they had a list of things they had to touch on. And one thing said war machine. Yep. And the, whoever wrote it was like, okay, that must be the bad guy. War machine. Okay. Got it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, no, you're, you are absolutely right. It's like they, you know, it's like they had just like a stack of terms. That yeah. somebody told them, oh, these are references that people will enjoy. So, you know, put them in there and they're like, all right, I don't know the fuck they mean, but sure. Yeah, I'll do that. Why not? Um, it, you know, it's not good. The one thing I'll yeah. say is that it ends in a mildly satisfying way. So Tony Stark is now aware that his father sold all of Tony Stark's technology, his own technology, uh, and they're trying to track all the purchases and shit. Oh, yeah. Or all the shit that he developed, um, all the weapons he developed using Tony's technology. It also turns out that he licensed the technology to other people just to use wholesale. So uh, now there's really no way to reliably track that. And And so it ends with, you know, someone pretty much saying, like, who the fuck knows what else is out there in the world then? Anyone could have built anything using this technology. And Tony Stark, like, steps into the suit, and someone goes, like, but isn't it, it's all going to be okay, right? And Tony basically goes, like, I don't think it is. And then the mask clamps over his face, and we cut to credits. That's at least vaguely exciting. That feels like, you know, there's adventure on the horizon. That, you know, anything yeah. could be out there. That, that's where you have, like, fucking Whiplash and the Mandarin and whatever the fuck else. Um but yeah, I, yeah, I think that um, I, I I do kind of like that, but I feel like the author may have thought of this as like, well, they said I have to write it, so there's a sequel, so fuck it, let's just make the princess run in with a gun and say, Mario, you wouldn't believe what happened now. Yeah, yeah, fuck it, fuck everything, who cares? Yeah. So I just looked up the writers of this uh, script. Their names are like Alfred Goh and Miles Miller. Why wouldn't that be the plot of the movie? That your dad licenses technology. You find out in the first ten minutes, he builds the suit, and then he goes and tracks it down, and then you fight familiar villains. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't that be the plot? I don't know, Uh, because this is confusing. And again, I'm not entirely sure that it follows any sort of film storyline structure. Aside from the symmetry of Tony Stark in the beginning trying to go to outer space and failing, and then at the end of it, having yeah. to go to outer space to fight a satellite dish and managing to do it. I, there's really nothing else in this that felt like there was much of a setup or yeah. or any follow through. It's just, it's clunky. Weird. So this was written by Alfred Goh and Miles Miller. And I was staring at the names and I couldn't think of what they were from, but they looked familiar to me. I was aware of them as a writing team. Uh, here's what they are from. Uh, they wrote uh, probably the thing that they're best known for. They did Smallville. Oh, uh, yeah, that show's a mess. Yeah, so they came from you know, they came from television superheroes. You know where you know it, it, this would be a TV. It was more plot like line. teenagers in love. Yeah, who happened? Who one of them happened has? Been. Well, even beyond that, it's you know some of it's a little ridiculous. Like I mentioned, there's that scene where uh, Tony Stark goes to to his dad's mansion, and his dad is just sitting around in a hall with a bunch of uh, pieces of armor around him, like that. That yeah, for no reason. Before I even looked up their names, I had already been picturing in my mind's eye for that scene the uh, Lex Luthor mansion from Smallville, which is where oh, yeah. yeah, it was like uh, one of the regular sets to the show. So I, it seems like maybe they really did bring some of their experience from writing that over here, which is maybe, again, why it feels like such a small, you know, unsatisfying plot. Yeah, I mean, the end of Smallville was one of the biggest pieces of shit in the planet. I think they had left by then, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but even still, I mean, you know, it was, you know, it was relatively, um, you know, relatively cheap uh big you know meant to look big budget tv 
You know what I mean? Gotcha, like yeah. it was supposed to feel like it, you know, could have been a place where people can fly and anything can okay, fucking happen. Yeah. But it was always just people moping around and shit and just talking, just endless scenes of people talking to each other. And that's that's what they brought here. They also they also That is true. That's a very good point. Yeah. That 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 is the mentality at play here. Let's have people talk it out. Uh, cuz it costs a lot to build uh, fucking suits and show it flying around. So they also did uh, Lethal Weapon 4. Oh, God. They did Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. Uh, strangely enough, they did Spider-Man 2. Oh, really? Yeah. They, well, that was like the good Spider-Man. That's the only good Spider-Man movie. That one is, um, uh, it looks like they only did the story, strangely enough. But either way, they have credit together for Spider-Man 2. Oh. Uh, but then they jump right back into a pile of shit. They did Herbie Fully Loaded. Oh, boy. The Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Well, Bill, hold on. Which one is that? Uh, that's the third one. Bill, that one is better than the other two. I, th- Jesus Christ. Maybe someday I'll watch them to, to prove you wrong, because I can't imagine that could possibly be true. Do you remember how bad the first two were? No, no. I saw them when they first came out, and not ever since. Yeah, the bread. Uh, Hannah Montana, the movie. Well, uh, and they were also responsible for a uh, revival of Charlie's Angels on TV, which didn't work. Oh no! Yeah, I thought you were gonna say Blade Trinity or something. No, no. Strangely enough, you would expect them to see to to have the Blade TV show on here, but no, that wasn't them. Hmm. Yeah. So, Damn. so yeah, that's what they did. This is what they tried to give us. Thankfully, uh, Marvel, I guess, bought. The rights back or something happened. I don't know what happened, but something happened. Marvel pulled yeah. the plug on it. Because if you think about the timeline, this was written in 2004. Iron Man, our Iron Man, came out in 2008. That timeline works around uh, about so that uh, Marvel would have been saying, you know what? Fuck all of this. We should do our own thing. Pull the plug on that Iron Man thing. Let's develop something new. In-house. Not having exterior writers, external writers uh, try to come up with anything. Let's do this ourselves. Yeah. So this would have been pretty much the last gasp of uh of outside Marvel movies before they just took over and fucking like knocked it out of the park. Like it is stunning the difference well, Bill, in quality. I gotta tell you, the I agree uh, for the most part that like the the X Men movies and the uh, Spider Man movies and the Fantastic Four movies, all those are very low quality compared to the Marvel movies. Yeah. I absolutely agree. With the exception of maybe half of First Class and all of Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past was fucking terrific. That was a fantastic movie. That was one of my favorite Marvel comic book movies, and it's not from Marvel Studios. Yeah, mine too. Absolutely mine too. Well, it feels like with that one, they learned some lessons from the the you know official... Marvel Studios films. Yeah, I I mean they still deviated in ways that I think Marvel would have done things better. But um in what sense? Still it was fantastic. Do you have any examples? Well, I thought it was clear that they needed to put so much Hugh Jackman in it because that was their big name. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, that like they had Ellen Page and I feel like if Marvel made it they, a lot of they would stick to the original story of Ellen Page going back in time. Yeah. And but then it's like, well, Fox for some reason set the movie in the '60s when Ellen Page clearly wasn't alive because for some reason she hasn't aged since the third movie. R- <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And it's just like this timeline's getting kind of messy. Let's put an ageless Wolverine in there. We'll be fine. Well, also, I mean, <laughs> that's know? the biggest star that they've got. You know, he's exactly. he's the draw. But that's the thing. Like, when they did, like, Thor, who the fuck is Chris Hemsworth? You sure, know? for sure, yeah. Um, And the, and, and especially now, they're, they're putting, like, taking chances with putting, like, Chris Pratt and fucking Batista yeah. in their movies, you know? No, you're, you're absolutely like... right. Marvel Studios seems to have confidence in their characters. Whereas other studios using their properties yes. are adhering to like outdated film executive thought processes of like, well, we you know what? Name. Yeah, we need the guy that everyone knows in this because otherwise it sucks. Exactly. Toby Maguire needs to keep his mask off. Yeah. 
It's doo-doo diarrhea. I heard I heard a rumor uh, along that yep. same. I'll, I'll, no, you're right. Dude, I heard that same rumor. <laughs> Doo-doo diarrhea. Along that same thought process, though, of like old-fashioned studio thinking, they they were working on a new version of it, and uh, just this past weekend, the director left the movie, and so now it looks like it will not happen. And I forget where I heard this. Maybe this is not true, but it feels like the sort of uh, uh, logic that film studios use. They're thinking that somebody at uh, the studio, somebody at Fox said, well, Poltergeist, the reboot of Poltergeist just failed. That was marketed largely using a clown. Uh, that, uh, you know, that, that, you know, sets precedent that a movie with a clown would not do well right now. That's the fucking logic they use. Insane. Not, hey, why don't we make something with some sort of, you know entertainment merit hey, artistic yeah, merit let's just make a good movie yeah let's make people who give a shit so that people are interested in it no it's literally as simple as no i just saw a movie that had a clown in it and i didn't like it yeah so regardless of the context of how the clown is portrayed in the movie what the, it's its plot function Insane. is that must invalidate any other film featuring a clown how I mean, fucking dumb is that who thought the poltergeist movie was going to succeed Honestly, it should have. If somebody in making that movie, it looked like garbage. It's such an easy win. Yes, it is. It's you can hit that out of the fucking park, but they just made it like every other bullshit yes. paranormal activity movie. Well, because they did the same fucking thing. They're just they have this reboot mentality. If they had rebooted Poltergeist using some you know director that aspired to do something really fucking yes. unique. They really could have used that property Shit, to come up with Evil something Dead. fascinating. The Evil Dead remake is a far cry from the original, but it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic because they put somebody behind the camera who wanted to be there. Yeah. And wanted to do something new with existing concepts. Exactly. But for Poltergeist, they figured, well, you know what? Insidious, The Conjuring, Annabelle, these pieces of shit were all tinted blue and made money. Yes, all these same exact movies had stupid fucking filters that make it just look like bad quality film. Yeah, um, there's a there's a podcast that I'm really into right now. I feel like you probably would not like it because it's a little film pretentious. It's a little, you know. It's a little annoying, but it's called... Looney did not want to make this movie. Yeah, it's called The Canon. And uh, it's this, uh, it's a it's a reviewer named Devin Faraci and a woman who writes Devin for LA Mills. Weekly. What's that? I said, mm, Devin, yes, you're oh, devilish. Oh, tell me more, Devin, tell me more. <laughs> uh, and he's talking about the success of Mad Max Fury Road. And he said that it's infuriating because he really likes the movie. But he knows that the lesson that Hollywood executives are going to learn from Fury Road isn't, you know, let's make a movie that is, you know, larger than life and well thought out. Let's put time into it and energy into it and really think out what we want to put on screen. What they're going to learn from it is, you know what? We can revive more uh, 80s franchises because people yeah. really liked this. Bring more I mean, of them that's back. That's true, yeah. That's the lesson that they're going to learn from it. And he's absolutely right. I mean, they're, they're going to... I mean, I don't think that's all the way right because look at all the 80s franchises they've been trying to revive anyway that have been failing. Yeah, but this is... You know what I mean? For sure, like, but this they've, is... They've already tried to revive every other 80s franchise. I agree. Like, the... They had a RoboCop remake, a Total yeah. Recall remake, Ninja fucking Turtles is back now. I forgot about, I forgot about RoboCop and Total Recall. I guess you're right because I was going to say, well, Mad Max is certainly more of a cult film than what they usually reboot. But you're right, those are two um, out-there yeah, I mean, cult films. I mean, shit, we just talked about how they rebooted the fucking Evil Dead. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But that movie was awesome. It was. It was fucking great. Yeah. That was damn and good. I mean, they're still going to reboot Poltergeist, you know, again. They're going to do it again. Yeah, uh, for sure. Classic. Someday. They're never going to stop. Give it a decade, it'll, be, it'll come back. Nothing goes away. Yeah. It was it was a complete misconception that when we were children, we would be like, fuck, man, those movies were cool, and I wish they would make more. They'll never make more. Nope. Now we know they will always make more. Nothing, not cool. nothing fucking stays buried. Although, I still haven't seen Mad Max Fury Road. I'm excited to see it. Oh, it is so good. It was so fucking entertaining. And honestly... Now, I gotta tell you, Bill, I, I got kind of a gripe. Mad Max Fury Road, okay? What's the guy's name? Max. Who plays him? 
Tony. Tony. All right. So Tony Baloney, right? Yep. Why didn't? Why wouldn't you get Shia LaBeouf to be that role? He's a beefcake. Oh, he should have played the son of Mad Max. Uh, you know, he's like he's like a, let's say he's got like a pompadour. He's like a fifties like cool guy. Yeah, he's an alien. Yeah, yeah, he's got an alien for hair. <laughs> <laughs> alien for a forehead. Um. Yeah. Hey, remember that show, that cartoon on MTV about that guy that had an alien living in his forehead? <laughs> no. <laughs> what is yeah, that? Yeah, look it up. It's called The Head. The Head? Look it up, everybody. Right. Pretty funny. Pretty I'll look funny it up. Stuff. All right. Well, why don't we uh, Why don't we now talk about the future? Because we're done with this month. We fucking buried Iron Man. We're done with that shit. We did. Ladies and gentlemen, right now on Patreon. Oh, yeah. The, we review Ghostbusters 3. That's right. I forgot about that. The uh, Max Landis uh, attempt at a... I mean, it's not really an attempt, even. It's it's kind of like his outline. Yeah. It's 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 right? essential. I've been referring to it as his pitch, because that's exactly what it's it is. his pitch, yeah. He's, he, you know what? He is a 21st century filmmaker. He, okay. he realizes that if he just puts his ideas out there, somebody might see them and like them and just be like, all right, fuck it. Let's exactly, do it. Exactly, dude. You know? And so I think that that was what he was doing. Whether he Gotta would admit credit. it or not, he put his, uh, his full pitch for Ghostbusters 3 on the internet, hoping that people would love it so much that fucking uh, whatever film studio made those movies. Kevin Smith would fucking buy it. Yeah, I'm sure that's what he was hoping for. Kevin Smith, who is <laughs> fucking like on the total outs with the Hollywood studio system, <laughs> would somehow buy the rights to Ghostbusters? Yeah. Sure. That's right, Bill. Just to make that Ghostbusters 3. Well, Max Landis was wrong. Uh, go to patreon.com slash WB2045 to find out why uh holy shit um but also go there just because we do a lot of work making sure that shows come out that you guys will enjoy uh, and give you something to think about especially for you guys here if you're into movies if you're into writing not just movies we tend to go a little bit more entertainment -y. tv and movies if you guys like what we do here go to patreon.com slash wb2045 consider giving back to the network uh we're always so working to improve things and we need your help to do that um <clears throat> give us a kiss in the digital kiss jar yeah give us a digital smooch an e-smooch um if you will but it's the end of may it's the end of the month this movie is done next month next week we start jurassic something park. brand new i want to do jurassic park We're going to jurassic park uh this is going to be interesting this is going to be really i'm hoping this is going to be as fucking weird as I always heard it was. So I'm excited. Here's the basic. I'm not going to get into it because I'm sure we'll get into it more next week. Here's the basic script. Raptors have guns. Yes. Ascent in a nutshell. Yeah. They had done the first three movies. The franchise was huge. They wanted to do another. Uh, there were several scripts handed in. Where to ramp up the threat, to evolve the threat, dinosaurs aren't enough anymore. But dinosaurs with guns might be. So Jurassic Park 4 would have had exactly that. Fucking dinosaurs with guns. That's stupid. But not not even to, to just let it alone with, with that bullshit concept. They also were going to get into genetic engineering. They were going to merge uh, dinosaur DNA with human DNA... So yeah. that human-dinosaur hybrids would be chasing the main characters. I mean... I love it, Bill. This is some alien resurrection territory. It really is. It's just so fucking stupidly out there. Like, I'm excited about this. This sounds like this should be a comic book. It sounds like it should be a, like a fucking off-the-wall, nonsense, bullshit comic book. So I'm hoping it's as crazy as they're making it sound... With Jurassic Park, they always tried to get into the sort of pseudoscience of it and explain, like, right. oh, well, we had a dinosaur DNA inside of a little moth that we found covered in goo. And that's how we brought it back, using DNA and frog DNA. So I'm uh, assuming we're going to have a pretty lengthy scene where they explain, like, oh, we patched up Tony using dinosaur blood, and then Tony turned into Tony Saurus Rex. Oh, <laughs> God, it's so cool. Tiny Tony Saurus Rex. Tiny Saurus Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you guys come back next week for that. And make sure you uh, check out the rest of the shows on the network. WB2045.com has Will and Bobby Know Everything. 
Dark Future, of course, Studio Rejects and Book Club, Schmuck Club. And uh, fuck it. If you guys have anything you want to say to us, if you've got some shit you need to get off your chest, come at us on Twitter. No, you read yours. All right. At WB what? At Will Rogers 2000. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what we should do? Huh? Play uh, play the Sarah McLaughlin ad okay. right now. All right. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll find out what Bobby's name is on Twitter. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Please say you'll be the answer for Will and Bobby's suffering right now. Right now, these two animals need your help. Please, email Will and Bobby. WBKE at at WB2045.com and we'll send you a little animals picture of us. Will and Bobby are little animals and they need your help. Give them a monthly gift by going to Patreon.com slash WB2045. You'll rest better knowing that Will and Bobby can get medical care, food, shelter, and love. Your love. And go to WB2045.com to find links to all their social network accounts. Join online in the next 30 minutes for free. You can also give us little baby iTunes reviews. This is your chance to say, I won't sit by while Will and Bobby suffers like little animals that they are. Join WB2045's Data Baby Revolution. Only you have the love. Thank you. Hush now, darling. And we're back. And we're now back. You, All right. Last uh, in the one minute ago, you guys <laughs> heard we were going to maybe find out what Bob's Twitter handle was. Bob? Now, the exciting conclusion to my Twitter handle, at Bobby Kester, B-O-B-B-Y-K-O-E-S-T-E-R. Bob, a chill went, just went down my spine. I passed the savings on to you. Find my Spinosaurus. If you guys want to uh, talk to me and play some dumb video games on Twitch TV, go to twitch.tv backslash the Mutoid Man. Find me on there. I'll give you a kiss. Do some it. Some of our users talk to me on there. Some of them don't, and I'm mad at the ones who don't. Sons of bitches. Uh, so thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next week. And until we meet again. Game over, buttholes. <laughs>
If you don't want to donate monthly, though, if you don't want to donate per episode, you can send us just a one-time single donation. Go to WB2045.com. There's a button there that says how to donate. Go there. You can find the link to go to PayPal and just send us whatever it is that you feel like uh, our, our shows and our network is worth. Uh, anything you contribute, we will be intensely uh, satisfied and thankful for. Yes. Yeah. Now, there are also some other places where you can find us online if you want to talk to us about the show, about us, about whatever. You can go to Facebook.com slash WB2045. We are at WB2045 on Twitter, also on Instagram. You can go to YouTube.com slash WB2045. You pretty much just add slash WB2045 to the end of whatever social network you prefer. Yeah. Well, thank you guys very much for uh, considering helping us out with the show. We hope to hear from you. We, uh, we hope to enjoy uh, many fruitful, loving uh, money baskets from you. So yeah. thank you. Thank you very much. Gobble, gobble. Oh, wow. <laughs> she brought out the signature sound Gobble, for gobble. <laughs> Goodbye. I want your money, please. I'll gobble all you want. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Act like a turkey? I'll act like a turkey. You want me to like fat myself up and run around in the street? I'll do it. It's fine. I'll do it. Just flick a quarter at me, will you? <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.